0: Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news...
1: Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman.
0: Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of
1: Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another episode. This is really special today. The topic is intuition in the workplace. We're going to go outside the workplace, though, because I understand my guest has stories that just apply to life in general. I hope you'll pick up some good ideas about how you might be more intuitive than you think already and how to use it in your own life. My guest is Janice Martin. And the surprise is Janice is my sister. So I'm gonna bring her in here and then I want to just tell you a little bit about her while she's on the screen. Hey Janice, welcome to the show. Hi, how, how are you? Doing great. So everybody always wants to know where is everybody in the hierarchy? I'm the baby and Janice is the middle child. Yes. And I will tell you that growing up we were different, had different styles, but we we generally got along pretty well, wouldn't you say? I would say that. Yeah. <laughs> Except the time when mom had to reach over the back seat of the car and swat us with the hairbrush, right? Remember. I that? usually got that more
2: than you because you were perfect.
1: And <laughs> and mostly
2: because I wasn't smart enough to realize to sit behind her like you did so she oh. could reach me much oh. easier than you. So
1: wow. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I was a little more intuitive than <laughs> I don't know. But I will say that um we have a a wonderful relationship now. And what's most, what stands out to me is how mutually supportive we are throughout everything. And I was lying in bed this morning, thinking about our relationship and what came to mind so clearly for me was when my stepdaughter Susan passed and we flew home from Croatia to North Carolina for the funeral. And you were living in, Pennsylvania or Delaware at the time. I'm not quite sure. Pennsylvania at the time. And on your own, you drove down to North Carolina just to be there for me. I remember you saying, you're going to be strong for everybody else, but who's going to be strong for you? I'm coming whether or not you want me. And of (laughs) course, remember that? That that meant so much to me. And then the two of us have sat vigil. We sat vigil with mom and dad when they were going through hospice. And all of you listening now, you know how that brings families together. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So my sister Janice, I'm probably going to bring that up several times for anybody who joins us later in the show and doesn't realize that's who we're dealing with here today, but I have you on the show because you in your career have always astounded me with how intuitive you are and how it's added to your work. And I just have often wondered, gosh, if other people work that way, how it would change things. So why don't you start off by telling people what your career is right now?
2: All right. So for the last 11 years, I worked as a director of sales in senior living. So I work with families who were looking for independent living, assisted living and memory care. And that's a very difficult and stressful decision for them. And then I also just in August of 2021, wanted to really personalize what I do uh, and just make it all about the individual whom I'm working with. And so I started my own company, which is Senior Liaison of Central Florida. And I just guide people. I hold their hand through the entire process. I research the communities that I refer them to. I sit with them. I understand completely what is important to them, their care needs, their financial situation, their location preference. Do they want something big and glitzy? Do they want something homey? What do they want? And then that helps me to know exactly where
1: they need to go to. And I work with them through that. I can see how anybody could see how being intuitive would be important there. and I love that you don't have a cookie cutter solution for everybody. Not at all,
2: not at all. Everybody's different. Everybody's different. And okay. it
1: go ahead. Well, for years you worked in individual Communities. facilities Communities, and yeah. you would have people come in and there you had to fit them into the facility. You know, you're yes. trying to sell them a place. But what impressed me as I got goosebumps right now is you you were you just had very high ethics that you never tried to sell something that you didn't believe in and you were looking for what they what was right for them.
2: Yeah. You know, it's interesting because uh, corporate will oftentimes send in shoppers and they will they will be testing to see how your sales process or what your sales process looks like. So let's stop and a second there. Um, just
1: explain what you mean by corporate.
2: Um so the companies that owned the communities that I worked in, so they would hire these secret people to come in and pretend like they were prospects to see what it was like. And the very dangerous thing about that was that if I was sitting with somebody and I knew my community was not right, I'd get up and I'd shut the door and I'd come back and I said, I'd have to say, I have to trust that you're legitimate because I don't believe you're in the right place right now. And I want to tell you why. And I would send them to other places. Uh, And so that that was kind of dangerous. It never got back to haunt me, but um, I really felt like it was the right thing to do. And there there are companies like mine um, nearby that they're the reason why I started what I do, because a lot of what they do, I feel is completely unethical and it's in their best interest. And I say over and over and over again, it's almost like a mantra. It's not about me. It's about you. You know, if you decide if I've taken you to two or three different places and you decide you want to stay home or you decide you want to go to Michigan, that's okay. This is your decision. It's not about me. And I there's it's that's not always the general practice.
1: Yeah, unfortunately. But so yes.
2: throughout the sales process, uh, throughout sales in senior living, and I think sales in any aspect, they have a process. They have a procedure that they do training when you go in. And in the, my career, a lot of that training focuses on a, a process called funneling. So somebody you ask a question and somebody gives you an answer. And like, well, what brought you in today? Well, I was driving by. Well, okay, you were driving by. Was there something going on in your mind that made you want to do that? Well, yeah, my mom hasn't been well lately. Tell me what you mean by she hasn't been well. And you just keep funneling down until you get to what's really going on with that individual. I believe that most people come to that with their own agenda. They're listening to their story so that they can figure out how am I going to overcome any objection and make you do what I want you to do.
1: I would expect I that from a salesperson.
2: To, commu- yeah. to, commu- to commit to my community. Rather than come in with my objective, I feel, I've, I've thought about this and I don't, I don't realize that I ever did it, but I, it's what I do. I slow everything down in me. And I try to connect my energy with their energy. Uh, It's more than just listening to their words is I can feel what they're feeling. I can feel fear. I can feel sadness. I can feel stress. I can feel anger. I can feel all of that. And how do I adjust my words, the speed of my words, The energy that I'm putting out to what I feel is important to that individual person at that moment, and the the most important thing is to just get rid of your own agenda
1: and just be in the moment. Be very
0: mindful.
1: That is fabulous. I, I I try to relate everything to my work as a medium, and that's merging, what you're talking about is merging with the energy field of your client and those Absolutely. in the spirit world is what it's all about. And that is so exciting to me. We've really never had this conversation with my right. sister, my sister. Right. Janice Martin. We've never really talked about how you do that. And I'm so impressed. <laughs> Good. Well, I don't,
2: you yeah. know, it. you have said to me and people have said to me over the years, you need to teach people what you do. And I'm like, I feel like you can't you can't necessarily teach. I've always called it compassion. You can't teach compassion. You either have it or you don't. But the more that I thought about this discussion today, I, I really do believe it is something that you can train yourself to do.
1: You just gave you know, practical read. steps there. You said exactly what yeah, you did.
2: Just, just merge with them, merge with them. But the and, slowing and down then, piece was important. Yes. Yeah. A lot of people would say, well, that's just experience. It's just experience. You know, if somebody says something, you know what the consequences of not doing something about that is. For instance, I think the, the greatest story I have is this man came in and he came in by himself. He wanted to move his mother into the community that I was at. And he had no idea what to do. And I could tell he came in with a defensive attitude. He was very closed off. You are not going to tell me what to do. This is my mother and you're not going to tell me what to do. And he talked about his wife and there was there was conflict there. There were there was some kind of conflict there. And you know it's it's given me the power to say things to people that I would never say to somebody else. And sometimes when I say things, I think, oh God, I shouldn't have said that, but it's always the right thing to do.
1: So and when like, you say it's given you the the, the confidence, you mean your intuition? Does. Yes. Yeah. And
2: sometimes it just comes out. And I said to him, if you don't do something, your wife will leave you. Is it worth your marriage Ooh, to best. not do something for your mother? And he was like, well, well no. And I said, I want you to think about that because I believe that's a real possibility. So over the course of a few weeks, he came in and he decided that he was going to keep his mother at home. And I said to him, and I say to all people, what is your line in the sand when you know you can no longer do this? And he said, I don't know. And I said, well, for many people, it's when they become incontinent of their bowels. They just, that's it. I can't do anymore. And he goes, okay. I said, I want you to also be aware of what a urinary tract infection looks like in the elderly and what to expect if it happens. He goes, Okay. One week later, one week later. You don't have to go into
1: details. I remember this story, but exactly what you saw is what happened. Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. He called me a week later. He said, My mother woke up. There was poop everywhere. You're going into the hospital. (laughs) She had a urinary tract infection, and my wife left me. How do you know these things? And I was like, I just knew it. I just knew it. I just knew
1: it. So this was not like this had this same scenario had happened several times before. Nope, nope,
2: nope, 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 Wow. He was just determined that he was going to do it on his own without any help. And
1: okay, if you're going to do that, you need to know a few things. So did that... Did it register to you at the time? Oh my gosh, that was exactly what I saw. And that was pretty cool.
2: I just knew it. Yeah, yeah. I know it.
1: And yeah. that's the key about intuition. You just know, you just know it. You yeah. just know it.
2: I had another man that came in. Um, he came in with his wife and his wife, his mother had dementia and he was, he didn't want to move her to a community. So he hired a private caregiver. To uh, be with her all the time, and the caregiver took her out in her her mother in her car. Her mother forgot, didn't realize that this is a caregiver. Thought she was with a stranger and tried to jump out of a moving vehicle. Oh my goodness! But he insisted she's not ready yet. Not ready for assisted living. His wife was sitting beside him, ready for anything. His wife was sitting next to him and i looked for him at him and i said sometimes you just need to man up and do the right thing you are in a position that you have to make decisions for your mother you are waiting for a crisis the crisis happened you have to do something and i thought oh my god i can't believe i just said that
1: did i say that yeah i can't
2: believe i just said that and the woman went Thank you. <laughs> That's exactly what he needed to hear. <laughs> Maybe it'll be all right. And so he moved her in and he moved, it, her in. Huh. moved her in. It was a, it was a really, it was a really positive experience.
1: Wow. Well, before we go any further, I have to tell everybody, well, I'm so proud of my sister. She wrote her first book. Here it is, The Complete Guide to Assisted Living, Everything You Need to Know Before, During, and After A Move. And I've read every word. And it's really amazing. I mean, our mom went to assisted living, didn't she go yeah. to like four different places till she was finally happy? But yeah. there are things in here from your years of working in the field that that most people don't know. And yeah. I so that. I can't recommend this highly enough. If anybody knows anybody in a position that just doesn't know what to do, check it out on Amazon. Really Thank outstanding. You. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Excellent. So did you ever get in trouble for some of these things? I guess your bosses would love it because no. they ultimately <laughs> move in, right?
2: Yeah. They did.
1: Yeah.
2: And uh, I, I, um, I will always say things like they are, but I don't I try not to be blunt <laughs> you know I try to, to say things in a in a kind-hearted and you know compassionate way but there are just some people that I know they're not going to listen to now you know you don't want to wait for a crisis you need to move something those two two guys they were not about that they needed this is the way it is you have to do something and I don't ever talk to anybody else like that. <laughs>
1: But, so this process you go through where you slow down, I love that because you can't be present for the insights, the knowing that just arises naturally, if you have an agenda, like you said earlier. Yeah. So have you actually been aware that's what you're doing? You're slowing down so that- Oh, absolutely.
2: Can, yeah. Absolutely. Huh. There, there are some people that super, you, I, I, I can feel their energy like this. And a slow talking to them is not going to work. I have to speed up my talk. We have to, this is what we have to do. I have to speed everything up. And then there are other people. They're just so overwhelmed. You just need to slow it down. We're going to do this one step at a time. This is what we're going to do today. And when that gets done, then we're going to talk about the next step, but we're just going to do it one step at a time. And it's, and, and, when I match their energy, there is this connection. They are like, you understand. Wow. You, you
1: understand. Matching the energy. That I love the way you put that there. Huh. So all of you listening, how might you make that work in your life, not just in a work situation, but with your family members, right? Match their energy. There has to be something going on, that, yeah, at the soul level too, where that you're just coming into resonance with them. And then that opens the gates for the awareness of what they need. Very cool. Oh, yeah. oh absolutely, huh. absolutely. How about another story of when that worked for you?
2: Well, I had a gentleman who wanted to help me move to assisted living. He wanted, and I usually get family members, but this was a man who needed it for himself. Okay. And I had made arrangements to go take him to um, assisted living, to go tour a couple places. And the day came that I was supposed to go pick him up. I was, gonna, I was gonna pick him up and take him there. And man, there was just something. I thought, I need to call first. I have to make sure everything is okay. And, and I called and there was no answer. And I thought, that's really weird because he always answers the phone. Called a half an hour later, he didn't answer. And I thought, I have to go. I have something is going on i have to go never done that before ever i just okay on to the next thing i have to go oh you mean you
1: you had an appointment with him but since he didn't answer you could have just said well i guess he's an hour away he was
2: an hour 15 minutes away you know if you didn't answer okay So this
1: is I can see something unfolding here, but this is a case where you weren't matched with his energy, but you were because you'd been dealing with him already and you're already tuning into his field. Okay.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. So I I drove to his house and I rang on the doorbell and there was no answer. I I was afraid he was in there on the floor alone because he was living alone. Fortunately, his house was for sale and there was a lockbox. So I called the realtor and I said please give me the code something's wrong I need to get in the house. And the realtor gave me it and I went in and I walked her around and he wasn't there. So I went next door and I knocked on the neighbor's door and I said has there been an ambulance or anybody come by that house in the last 12 hours? And she goes, "Yes, the ambulance came last night, took him away." Wow. I found him. He I I I called three different hospitals and I found him and was able to make sure that he got to where he needed after that. But I knew, I knew something was wrong and there was nothing to indicate that he hadn't been sick before. He was hmm. fine. It was fine, but it was just, I, I need to go forward with this.
1: That's another key point with intuition is acting on the nudge.
2: Absolutely. Yes. And, and there's so many times I, I think all of us feel, oh well, it's, And and there are two circumstances outside of work. It's kind of a personal thing that we're we're so powerful to me that it made me realize
1: that I have to listen all the time. Um, Let me interrupt you just a second. We've had a couple hundred people join us since this show began. For those of you who don't realize, Janice is my sister. I'm so darn proud of her. I can barely stand it. So... (laughs) Yeah. I hope that everybody's learning a lot from this. So, okay. You're thinking of two examples now. So where- I went
2: to visit mom at her assisted living and we were having dinner together.
1: And I had,
2: I had my back to the room. I was facing her and the, and the rest of the dining room was behind me. And I heard a sound and I looked around me and nobody did anything. And I thought, something's wrong. Hmm. So something has happened. Something's wrong. And I got up and I looked around the dining room and everything was fine. People were eating. Something made me walk behind. I don't know if you remember, they had that little bar at, at Spanish Springs. They had that little bar that you had to step down t- into. Yeah. A resident had stepped into there, fell Hit her head and was bleeding like oh. I had never seen blood before. Oh my god. And I just, I just dialed 911. Nobody got up to look. Nobody heard that. Nobody knew anything. I don't who knows how long she would have laid there, but I just I have something's wrong. I have wow. to figure out what this is. Wow. Um, and I'm talking, there was a lot of blood. And if she had laid there for who knows how long she seriously could have bled out but yeah. because she was in assisted living and there were nurses there they were able to get to her very quickly
1: i understand now why i have heard this from people who you've helped they say you're an angel in fact <laughs> when, when you were starting your your business you know you were getting testimonials together and that word has come up more than once around you and Always. what a gift that it's is almost. yeah because you work from the heart and it's not about you, and it's not about the money. That flows, hopefully, afterwards. But it's, it's about service and following those nudges. And when you come from that place, it's no wonder you're open yeah. to experiences. You said you had another story like that?
2: Yeah, I was sitting at work. I was sitting in my office, and I could not see out to the outer community while I was in my office outside of my office was a little Bistro area that had a prep kitchen area. And I was sitting in my office and I heard something and I thought I'd never heard that before. It was kind of a clatter, but it wasn't really a clatter. And I came out and I looked around, there was nobody down the hall. There were a couple people sitting in the Bistro. They were sitting there right there <laughs> and I looked over at the um, concierge and I said, did you hear something? And he said, it might've come from there. And I
1: started- There's an example of somebody who hears the same thing and it's just sitting there continuing on. There's something in you that says, go investigate, cool. I was gonna turn around and go back to my office and I thought,
2: I need to look. And I walked and I looked over the prep counter and there was a wait staff having a seizure on the floor
1: oh my gosh
2: and so i was able to call out to the concierge down nine one one, get a nurse and i stayed with her until the paramedics and the nurse came um wow you have to act when you think oh somebody else will do it huh. or oh it was nothing don't ever ignore those those messages that are sent to you to do something you're the one You know, I I said something to someone about, um, you know, if you have a heart attack or something. And she said to me, what she learned was, if you're in an emergency situation, don't wait for people around you to pick up their phone, even though they're probably all on their phone. Don't wait for them. You look at one person and you say, you, call 911. You pick one person out of the crowd and say, you, you dial 911. And even if nobody's around you, you be the one you'll be the one to get up and find out what's going on and make sure everything's okay before you go back to whatever you were doing.
1: You know what, what that reminds me of, as you say that is you're the one that spirit says she's going to listen. Yes. We're going to ping her through the heart and this knowing because she's going to take action. Yeah. Wow. Very yeah. cool. Very yeah. insightful. I
2: had another time where i was working and the woman uh, the woman across the hall her phone kept ringing she was in a conference down the hall and her phone rang and it stopped and then the phone rang again and it stopped and the phone rang again and i thought something's wrong yeah We got up and i walked down the hall and i opened up the door and i said glory something's wrong somebody's trying to call you you need to get up now and somebody was trying to call her to tell her her father had just died. Hmm. So, yeah. you know, even silly, silly
1: little things like, like
2: somebody's trying to call you.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: you know? yeah. But again, acting on it, following up, yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Wow. But I think sometimes
2: in my work, it's also fully understanding the whole picture. I was called to ask a uh, family for help. They, Their husband, the mother was living in her home She was caring for her husband who had advanced dementia. And he was he was in bed most of the time. She was exhausted and completely overwhelmed. And they called me in because they felt that they needed to move him to assisted living.
1: The family called you to help Mm
2: me. And so I, I sat I came to their home and I sat down with them. I didn't even see the man. I sat in their home and and she was telling me, and I said, no, we're not gonna move him to assisted living. We need to bring in hospice. Hospice needs to be involved at this point to help you and to help your husband. And uh, they did, they brought him in. He died two weeks later. Hmm. If he had gone to assisted living, they would have had to pay a large move-in fee, probably around $2,500. They would have had to pay a lot of money to get him in, move his things there, and then deal with the grief and the, and the guilt that because they moved him, that was why he died. Oh, wow. Yeah. I experienced that a lot. And I just knew, no, we're not going to do that. And, you know, in my business, I get paid if people go to assisted living. I don't get paid if I refer them to home care or I refer them to hospice. It's not about me. That, you know, it was, this is what we need to do for your family right now.
1: Wow. That's what I love about your book is you have these stories yeah. throughout it and yeah. real stories that actually um, happen and oh, they're, yeah. really, they're eye openers.
2: Yeah. And
1: it's the good. book is important
2: because uh, it's everything from how to have overcome the promises that have been made. Please don't ever put me in one of those places or till death do us part. Overcoming those promises, because now life is very different from when you made those promises. You never expected that it would be this difficult at this time of your life. How to have a conversation, you know, what what to look for, how to go on a tour, what to look for, how to choose an apartment, just everything, everything.
1: Yeah. Totally written from the heart. So I, it's really funny because I wanted to support you in your book and get the book out there, but assisted living is not in line with my work as a medium and connecting with higher consciousness. Until I realized, this is what you have always done in your yeah. work is yeah. bring that in. Do you, you don't know that I remember this story, but one thing that has impressed me is how you sense what people need and you think outside the box at work. Do you oh. remember the the ping pong table story? I just got-
2: that? Yes. Yes. So it was actually the guy whose mother jumped out of the car. Oh, so no. So I, you know, I said, so tell me about your mother. And he goes, the only thing she loves is ping pong. Okay. And he goes, she was uh like an Olympian ping pong player. And she would go even with her dementia. She went to the senior center five times a week to play ping pong. And I said, Then we'll get her a ping pong table.
1: Now, this is when you're working as director of sales in an assisted living facility that has no ping pong table. There's no ping pong table.
2: I said, we'll get her a ping pong table. And he goes, you would do that? I said, why not? (laughs) That that
1: is what's called making an executive decision. (laughs) Why
2: not? And well, thank God bless him. He said, um, I'll buy it. If if you will do that, I'll buy it. And I said, well, let's go figure out where we're going to put it. And uh, found this beautiful... It was a room. It was actually a room that they didn't know what to do with it. And one whole wall was an open. It it had a mural of an open field with sunflowers in it. And it was so cheerful, but they never used it. And we put that ping pong table in there. And the staff had something to do with the residents. And the residents had to do something with each other. And it was just, it was awesome.
1: So maybe maybe not an example of using intuition, but that awareness of doing the right thing thinking outside the box and what is going to be helpful to your client what's going to make a difference what what's important to that person and that's intuitive just to sense that yay
2: i think i think many people would just say we're not going to have a ping pong cable where are we going to put it i said we'll figure it out we'll get a ping pong cable
1: I will yes. tell you all. I'm glad you remember that. I do, because I was so impressed by that. And I'll tell everybody listening, I'll brag on you a bit, that you always broke records in and, and sales yeah. for people because of the way you work from the heart. And I remember how frustrating it was because the people at the corporate level, they had their numbers. And if you couldn't reach it or people... Well, just for whatever reason, the numbers would go down and go back up again. They didn't understand that that's just the nature of, of yeah. business, but they were only concerned with the numbers and not the people. And that's a shame when it got that way. But I do want to just say, as we're talking about assisted living, and you make this clear in your book, that it assisted living is not your grandparents' old folks' home. Anyway. A lot of
2: people think it's like a nursing home. They really do. And many people will call me and say, my mom, I need to put my mom in a nursing home. And I'll say, well, tell me why you feel that way. Tell me what's been going on. And they are so surprised to learn what assisted living is like. It, it is it is dramatically changed over the past probably 15 to 20 years. You know, they look entirely different. The, the dining options are just amazing. They hire these chefs. They hire people that have run country clubs. Uh, The food is generally fresh. Um, Although you can never make anybody, everybody happy as far as the food goes, they really do go above and beyond. Can I jump in a
1: second? I gotta tell you, you may remember this story that uh, Ty and I went to a silent auction or one where you you put a bid in on all these items. It was for a charity. And we saw there was a dinner for four steak dinner at steeplechase restaurant and we said we never heard of that restaurant we did own it and we won and yes. we called to, to make reservations and it turns out it was an assisted living facility and we got to eat dinner in their private dining room oh my god it was so funny we walked in and all these people that live there like who's that who are they visiting They're like we won the auction <laughs> Yes. But, but yeah, I mean, when mom stayed in assisted living, boy, the activities and the, the, the decorations. I will brag a little more on you. Janice is a professional singer, and she also sings in assisted living places to uplift people. It's a beautiful oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. You have another story about using your
2: intuition? I wrote down a couple here. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. Um,
0: Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists, Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive.
2: I think, you know, I've been writing articles for a local newspaper. It's called Health and Wellness, and I've really been enjoying it. And that's what actually prompted, maybe I could actually write a book, uh, I advertise all over the place and it's a lot of money and nothing ever happens. People, nothing ever comes from it. It's usually a personal referral that comes to me, but I've been writing
1: that's the human side that thinks we have to advertise, but it's not the way you're really connecting with people.
2: So I've been writing these articles and I actually had this one man call. He goes, I've never picked up this magazine before but something made me get it. And I went to your article and it was like, when is it time to move to assisted living? And he goes, I figured I'd better call you. I think it's time. And I just got another call just uh, last week. Another woman, um, she said, I've never seen the magazine before, but something made me pick it up and made me realize I need to call this person. And it's uh And again, it does, it goes back to the human side, the personal side. And like the way that I wrote the book and the way that I wanted to write the book was like you're sitting with your best friend who's having a conversation with you, telling you stories and giving you solutions and advice on what to expect and how to move forward and i didn't want to write a textbook i didn't want to you know say the same thing five different ways just so it was a 250 page book boom this is what you need to know and i think it it really speaks to people because i write like i'm sitting here talking to you you do
0: and i actually had somebody
2: who has written uh, not you but a, a lot of books and he's actually said to me i really like your writing style he goes in fact i like it more than the way i write he goes where did you learn i said i don't i'm blessed that i can type incredibly fast so it goes as fast as my brain goes so it's like (laughs) so it's it was easy to just get it out
1: cool how about how about or let me ask you about listening to what people are not saying can you address that
2: oh that's very important that's very important um, they'll say, I'll say, well, what, what prompted your call? Well, you know, my, uh, my mom, she's been declining lately. What do you mean by declining? Well, you know, she's okay. And I said, define declining. What do you, what do you mean by declining? Well, she's had a fall. So she's had a couple falls, you know, they don't want to say what's really happening but there's something going on. So just kind of just dig a little deeper, you know, don't just fluff it off. Oh, you know, they were driving by and decided to stop in. It's more than that. Something, something prompted all of this. So,
0: hmm.
2: you know, um, I looked up about what is an intuitive because my first inclination was, It's just what I do. Am I really an intuitive? Although we've talked about this a lot over the years that I am an intuitive. But I wanted to find out what is, what is the definition of intuitive? It said, psychic ability is intuition that has been paid attention to, developed, and honed. Intuition is the first step of being psychic. And I like that because... You, it is a step, you have to be aware of it. And every single day I I say my prayers and I give my thanks to the many blessings that I've been given in my life and for the people that are in my life. And the the end part of my prayer is always, allow me to be aware of opportunities that present themselves to me that I might not otherwise be aware of. And I think we have to set that we have to set that intention to be mindful, to be aware, to be open to looking at somebody and saying, and I'll do this. What's going on? And I said, no, you're not. What's going on? and then they'll tell me what's going on and it's usually quite significant to not just say you oh, you know you're all right yeah okay okay fine well you know
1: how many of us do that yeah
2: yep but you have to you you really have to i'm another note again you always have to trust yourself just go with it there's no harm in going with it you know just see what happens you know does it open up something that that is important to them that they didn't feel safe enough to share because nobody slowed down enough slowing down to really be open to listening to them um i feel it's interesting because like i said i i'm i'm glad i'm that i'm able to feel what other people are feeling but i don't
1: absorb it and Ooh, very important so many this, empaths have a challenge with that cuz they yeah, think i i am doing. able to just let it go
2: okay this is what they're feeling let me experience what they're feeling let me help them because of this feeling now go you now release that and uh i think that's very very important I felt, I feel, things, I've i realized recently how I physically feel things now, which I've, I feel my husband, Rodney, I feel what he's experiencing. Oh, yeah, and, true. Uh, <laughs> I feel. And this came especially true. He had to have a tooth pulled last week. I didn't know what tooth was being pulled. Didn't know. I just do it was there after he got his tooth pulled for three days i felt such pain in my tooth No, and i said to him show me what tooth they pulled and it was the exact tooth that i've been feeling pain in and when it finally subsided i said your tooth's feeling better isn't it and he goes yeah it really is and
1: he goes you're scaring me Well, with that I can just explain that to everybody. That's because yeah. when you live with somebody, your your two individual fields become one field. It's part of the reason why we want to correct our partner so much because we think they're us literally energetically, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But but you you're you're so merged with him all the time that you pick yeah. up on that. Was yeah. that the story we were chatting about before yeah. the show went on the air? Yeah. 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 It's not always easy to live with an intuitive spouse. I was reading Ty a story as we were driving. We had a long drive to make this morning and I was reading him the first story from a book that uh, some friends gifted us. And I could tell when he was tearing up, it was very emotional because my voice would start faltering and and it was got to the point where I couldn't tell who's tearing up first because we just merged. So you do that. No wonder you're picking up on Ronnie when you do it so well with clients you've just met. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah.
2: And it, you know, it helps me to to look back on previous relationships and wonder why I was so anxious all the time, you know, why I was not in the good place. And and when you're not in the good place,
1: you're not intuitive anymore, which leads one to make poor choices in relationships, right? Oh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so very easy to do it in a workplace to be intuitive in a workplace where you don't have that emotional connection to it right yeah yeah Yeah. huh and
2: you know one of the things that i realized that i had to talk with families uh, because they connected with me so strongly when they made that decision to move their loved one in and we had developed a very strong bond and a deep trust Hmm. I had to sit with them and say, I need you to understand. I need you to make this decision, not because of our relationship. I'm not the one providing the care for your mother. I'm not a nurse. I'm not a caregiver. You know, our relationship is going to move on to where I pass you off to the nurses and I pass you off to the caregivers. I'll always be your advocate if you're not getting Uh, the care and the satisfaction and the communication that you need, come to me and I'll help you with that. But I'm not going to be giving the care. And I need you to understand that before you make your final decision. And, you know, they usually did make it, but I always felt like it was very important to say that because I didn't ever want to come across as used car salesman or to oversell something that was not going to be provided down the road. You know, it's understanding
1: that. What jumped out at me there as you were saying that was that word trust. They trusted you. So how important is that in the workplace when you're working with clients that they could feel your heart and that makes all the difference in the world? It does. It really does. Hmm. Yeah, it really does. Well, any final words for anybody who's listening or watching about Bringing that intuition into not just the workplace, but your life or anything you didn't have a chance to say.
2: I don't think so. I think I covered, I covered all the notes that I had written. It's just, you know, again, to 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 not enter into any situation with your own agenda., uh, your agenda is to get the sale. The sale is a bonus. The agenda hmm. should be, to be able to provide confidence and and trust and care and whatever that person needs, and if you do that, the sale, the move-in, the whatever will happen. And if it doesn't, you weren't the right fit, and that's okay. That's okay. It, it's just important to not just go in with with this is this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to get three move-ins today
1: you've seen that you've seen that over and
2: over and over over again they're only concerned about their numbers and i've never been about the numbers if we get it we get it but i'm doing the best that i can for the individual and for my community but um no it's like and they would do that they would do that i want you to get three sales today and i said if i can i will
1: Hmm. yeah never gave into that pressure
2: oh never. no And that's why I I wanted to start my own business, because the corporate culture was not in alignment with my core values. Hmm. And when I realized that, I knew I had to do something that was was the right thing to do for people I serve and myself.
1: You know, you just brought up another topic before we end here, and that is the courage it took you to leave that corporate culture with all the benefits and start your own business. And this is something that will, a lot of people listening will relate to because so many people in our community of kindred spirits here who watch the podcast, listen in, are are not satisfied in their work and they want to do something more from the heart and they want to have a job change, but they're not sure how. And you manifested this new career change for yourself. And remember the time when you created your very first job in assisted living and you, you, what color of the okay. wall is going to be? What color the wall is going to be? Remember that? Uh huh. I yeah. really do. I really and do. I did
2: like a vision board, mm-hmm. you
1: know, all of that. And you yeah, ended up I- in the exact situation you wanted. But I remember in this case, you reached out a couple of times a little nervous because you'd given up all that job security and we both together tuned in and you knew in your heart this is going to work, but things take a while, like you said, several years to spool up, but you, you just stayed with it because the intuition said, this is what I'm meant to do.
2: It is. It is. You know, it was terrifying to I was 61 years, 62 years old, leaving my job where I was making a lot of money, a lot of money to have no investors, no franchise that I was buying. No one to support me other than Rodney and the little savings that we had. And but going in with the full confidence that I knew how to do this and I knew that there were other people that had done it and I didn't like the way they do it. I knew how to do it right. And uh, what I didn't realize was how long it would take. Um, but it's been a year and eight months and it, and it's, and it's growing and it's exciting and I've, I've never been happier and yeah. I get to be called somebody's angel.
1: <laughs> yeah, all the time. And I <laughs> love that you now have the book to, to, to help people all over the country and the world because you, you can only help people in Florida, but now with the book you will help people who yeah the book it it can be for
2: anywhere wherever they are in the country you know there's a there's some florida state regulations that i put in there people might want to look at what the regulations are for their states but this is just like universal information that you need to know
1: right but i'm just so glad you followed that instinct even when the fear the human side comes up and says this is not going to work i can't do it i remember you reaching out a couple times and we tuned in and said just stay with it you're gonna be fine yeah 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 thank you for coming on and sharing the great stories with me I had forgotten if you ever told me those two stories about just knowing something was wrong and finding bodies on the floor that's terrifying and wonderful at the same time that you followed that nudge so good for you well thank you and pay attention yeah Good. Thank I you. Love you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank All you. Right. Thank you, Janice. All right. All right. Everybody, I hope you got some good stuff out of there. Really great information. The biggest takeaway for me is match the energy of the person you're with and you automatically merge with their field and we'll get a much greater sense of what they need. And you can do that in your own relationships, let alone in the workplace. So really grateful to Janice for that. That great information. So hope you'll join us. I think we have a couple more guests already lined up and I'll be doing a QA and a session with my helpers, Bev and Lynette, taking your calls uh, very shortly. So if you'd like to know when I'm going to be doing new podcasts, go to SuzanneGiesemann.com and go to podcasts and you can get an email announcement two days ahead of time that will let you know when the next show is. So I love you all. Thank you for joining us and we'll see you here next time. Thank you.